welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I will never, ever run a marathon, let alone the Boston Marathon. My only claim to fame around the Boston Marathon is having a brother who knows a lovely woman who who did come first in her age category in 2019, but somehow that won't put me on the podium. My guest today, though, is both a Boston Marathoner and an Iron Man, Iron Woman. (laughs) Um, She's not here to encourage you to become a marathoner, however, although she may inspire you to become an athlete, well an athlete well maybe more athletic how does that sound jennifer's story begins in 2010 when she was training for the chicago marathon she can probably tell that story better than i can so let me introduce her jennifer conroy welcome to the two boomer women podcast hi agnes thank you for having me i'm very happy to be here with you well i'm looking forward to this Jennifer, Chicago, 2010, yeah. tell our listeners the story, please. Okay, so it is it's kind of, I mean, it, it's, it's the story of how fluid running began. But um, as you mentioned, I, I'm a marathoner. I, I believe I've done 16 marathons. Um, but in uh, 2010, I believe it might have been a marathon number 10. I can't remember the number, but I always say it was the most important marathon I had run or was planning to run at the time because my entire family was coming in to do it with me. Um, and we're spread out five siblings from California to Maine, literally every one of us in a different state and everyone was coming in to run it with me. And we were part of a charity team for juvenile diabetes research foundation in honor of my nephew, Ben, who had been diagnosed at a very young age. So uh, we, it was the year 2010. We, our team name was team 10, 10, 10. Cause that was the date of the marathon, October 10, 2010, his name was Ben. So our team name was 10, 10, 10 for Ben. And uh, six weeks before when I got injured, we had already raised $10,000. I was team captain. Everyone was coming into Chicago, obviously. And six weeks before I tore my calf muscle and having run about 10 marathons at that point, I know the the minor injuries and the bad injuries. And in that moment, I knew I, I had done something, you know, to really hurt myself. And, you know, sure enough, went to the doctor and he said, Jennifer, you can't run you can't, you, it's, you have a tear. It was a mild tear, but it was a tear that he said, if you keep running, it's only going to keep getting worse. And, and I said, no, you don't understand. I have to run as a marathon. <laughs> so I do what, you know, a lot of us do when you're searching for an answer. And I went onto the internet and I'll never forget my Google search just said, how do you stay in running shape when you can't run? <laughs> and I came across all sorts of things, but I, I kept being drawn to um, articles on, it was either termed aqua jogging, the very uh, common term or water running, pool running, deep water running. And 
I kept getting drawn to that. And I finally came across this particular article that said how to, you know, it's how to stay in running shape. It was a, it was a six week plan. Um, but I, I looked at like how long the runs were and they weren't marathon long kind of runs. So I ended up reaching out to the author and I said, is there any way I could talk to you? I said, I, I only have, you know, six weeks. It was a nine week plan back. It was a nine week plan. I said, I only have six weeks and I need to run a marathon. So he reached back out to me and said, I have someone that can help you out. He put me in touch with a coach and who said, Jennifer, I promise I'll get you to this marathon in the water. So he gave me my running workouts. They're very similar to what you would do on land, but in the water, it was all heart rate based. Um, I even say I did my 20 miler in the water, which meant keeping my heart rate at the time at about 140 for three hours, you know, as part of this plan. But um, I, I had not run for six weeks and, um, I always say any, any, if there's any runners out there, you know, if you miss three days, you start to panic, let alone six weeks of not running. Um, so, you know, so I got to the start line and it was kind of like, well, I was like, so help me God, if this works and um, not only did it work, but I finished the marathon strong. Um, not only did I finish it, but I qualified for the Boston marathon, even on that particular marathon, it was a hot day and I hadn't run in six weeks. Um, and I say it truly was that light bulb aha moment when I crossed the finish line. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't every, like, why isn't every injured runner doing this? And I just started thinking like the applications, like here I was, you know, like limping, I, I was limping, right? Um, I couldn't do an elliptical that hurt my calf. I couldn't ride a bike that hurt my calf. I'm limping around yet. I was able to stay not just in, you know, peak physical shape not just marathon running shape, but Boston marathon running shape without running on land. So that was my, I I need to do this with my life somehow. So that was, that was the beginning. That's crazy. So calf muscle, how long would it have taken you to become competition ready given the other modalities that were being used? That's a a good question because I mean, I could talk for hours about all the benefits (laughs) of deep water running, but that that's one of the huge benefits is that when you're in the water, in the, you know, the deep water, meaning, you know, where you can't touch the bottom, doesn't need to be 20 feet just so you don't touch the bottom, but the depth of that water, you know, even, you know, the depth of your legs, say it's five feet below the surface, there's a lot of pressure, right? Um, And now you're running in the water, you're moving your leg back and forth in the running motion. And you've got this water pressure on your legs. And as your legs are moving back and forth, you're kicking up all this, you know, like kind of turbulence of the water, which is kicking up all the circulation in your legs. So it has this immense healing benefit. So all the time I was doing my running, I was actually speeding up the healing of my calf. So it's kind of incredible that while I was working out, I was actually speeding up the recovery of my, of my calf tear. So, I mean, it might've healed in, in six weeks by resting it. Um, but, um, I, I could have probably healed it even quicker to be honest with you because of the, of all the benefits of the deep water and the pressure. And the so normally would it have been recommended that you rest for several weeks and yeah. then just disease yeah. or whatever carefully? Yep. I mean, I wasn't like crutches, but it was like, you know, you need to rest this. You can't continue to strain this muscle like that and, and put pressure on it. And certainly no running. So yeah, yeah it was very effective to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Jeepers. Um, I used to be really, really fit and I have had the, not that injury, but injuries yeah. and you just go like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So. Okay. So you, you told us a little bit about deep water running. Yeah. So, so can you tell us more? I saw yeah. a belt. Okay. So, um, yeah. So let me just so back up just to kind of yeah, yeah. how I got there. So then, you know, I, I did this and I was like, well, how do I, I want to do this with my life. How do I, 
I want to teach it. I want to train it. I want to. So I ended up, um, uh, I talked to my coach and I said, how do I become certified? And he said, well, you, it's very popular in Canada, uh, water running, and it's popular in um, Australia. So I ended up going to Canada a couple of times to get my certification. Okay. Um, and then I came back and I started teaching it. But what's required um, to just do aqua jogging, deep water running, the only thing you actually need is a flotation belt. And I say that because in a lot of people, and especially like runners will say, oh, I don't need a belt. I can do it without it. It's harder without it. I'm like, well, yeah, it's harder, but you can't hold form. You can't hold like running form, I say, without that flotation belt. And people will often ask, is that a weight belt? I'm like, nope, it's a flotation belt. So flotation belt holds you in that upright position to allow you to do proper, as I call it, proper running form, like mimicking just like you run on land. Because without that belt, that forward and backward motion isn't going to keep you up. You're going to start kind of pushing your hands out to the side, kicking your leg, like the egg beater, kind of a, a treading water kind of a motion. Yep. You'll just end it. I've tried it. I mean, even I, I'm very fit. I can only do it for a couple of minutes and then I start kicking out sideways to keep myself afloat without a belt. Okay. So the belt, does it fit right at your waist or yes. I've had those belts on before and they tend to slide up under your belt. No, it's very like snugly. As a matter of fact, in my um, instructional videos, when people buy the fluid running system, I say, I want you to almost be fighting to snap that buckle because I want it so snug around your waist because once you get in the water, water, you know, water will get in there, it's seep in there. And inevitably, if it's not snug, it's going to ride up underneath your rib cage and, you know, armpits, and then it's very uncomfortable. So snugly around your waist. Holy crap. Okay. So I used to teach fitness, as I say, I know that water fitness done mm-hmm. right can, and I think maybe we're jumping ahead now. So you started the business, go back to the actual thing. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but oh, um, that's okay. I probably jumped ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's jump back in the pool. So you, you've got a belt on snug yeah. in the waist. Mm-hmm. I saw like, I think I need an app. Is that correct? Yeah. So the fluid running system, um, you know, the full system includes like, if, you know, if someone were to go to the website and order the fluid running system, the first thing they get is the, you know, as a welcome and they get a link that um, is instructional videos. And that part is so critical because the workouts in the fluid running system are audio only. The people get very confused by that. They think they're staring at their phone. I'm like, no, it's all audio. We've had tremendous success with it, but it's about 10 minutes of video that will be watched. I, I say ideal in your laptop just because it's a bigger video and it's me, but showing all of the proper form and movements. Like it's, it's not as intuitive as it may sound. And most people when they think of deep water running or aqua jogging, they have a very, they have the wrong idea on their head, at least as far as I'm concerned. Like I said, I teach it to mimic land running form. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. You don't have to be a runner. So many of our customers are not runners, but I want you to, I want you to, I said, everyone's a runner when you're fluid running. So it's the, so I, the videos teach you how to get in that proper fluid running form. And there's cues like I, I have them go through our, I call it our five-step methodology where I have everyone put their arms out to the side, form a T with their body, and then start in like a flutter kick, like, like if they got scuba fins and they drop their arms, hands in a gentle fist, head high, chin in, shoulders back, belly to spine, all of these cues to get them in the proper form. And I say things like, now, I want you to imagine, you know, there's a kickball and, and you're in front of you and you're kicking with your foot. Now you're, you know, trying to scrape something off the bottom of your shoe. And now you're kicking that kickball with your heel. Think of your foot as a paintbrush. So it's all these cues that I go through very clearly. Um, and then we have some other movements in the workouts, things like cross country, like the Nordic ski. Sometimes we'll break down and we'll say, just run with your arms, just run with your legs. But at any rate, so it's about 10 minutes of watching these videos and the videos show both me demoing it on, on the pool deck. And then it also shows what it looks like under the water so that when you get to the pool, then you, you, then you link your phone to the app and the app has all of the fluid running workouts 
And I always say, please start with the introductory because that introductory workout. So then you put in your Bluetooth, you get Bluetooth waterproof headphones come with your system. You pair it to your phone, you, you get to the pool, you pull up your app and you say, oh, I'm going to do, um, take the long way home today. We have all these different names for our workouts. And you, you click that, you put your phone in your gym bag or towel. Um, and then ideally start with the introductory workout where I very clearly will remind the listeners, okay, remember from the video, remember how I showed you in that form, we're taking it to that run, remember, remember, you know, and, and kind of reminding them of what they saw in the, the videos. And then and because it is all audio, I cue, and we have new instructors now to cue throughout the entire work, constantly cueing, saying, okay, we're taking it to long stride cross country. Remember, your arms are long, not locked. Legs are long, not locked. Feet are flexed. Sits are swing. So it's, you know, a lot of cueing along with the, you know, the sets and the intervals and the timing and uh, heart rate checks and all that that we do as part of the workouts. So what I'm hearing then too is you're a runner, so that's sort of where your focus is. But if somebody's uh, a cross country skier or snowshoer, that sort of thing, they they would just mimic those motions then and and get yeah. Get no, I mean it's it's a running base workout. So it's a running base workout. I mean, because I've obviously when I created it, you know, I was I was running. Um, but so the workouts are encouraged to follow what the coach is saying. Like when we're running, we're running, and I always say like everyone gets to be a runner in fluid running. Cause so many people say, I hate running. I was, you know, I was never born to run. And, but I always joke, I say, first of all, running is a natural instinct. Every single one of us ran on a playground, right. As a kid, right. So it's a very natural, but a lot of us, it, it always hurt. And certainly as we get older, it hurts, but when you're in the water, you know, you're floating. So everyone can run. It's just that once we teach you how to do it, the video, anyone can do it. My 86 year old mother does it. Anyone can do it. Literally you're floating, um, you know, barring a physical disabilities and some other things like this, anybody can do it. So yeah, when, when the coach is saying running, ideally you're running, but then we'll transition to a cross country and then we'll transition to a flutter kick and then we'll transition to okay. back to running. Um, so it's not specific to like uh, cross country skiers should do this or runners should do this. And, and we have got 15 year olds to 90 year olds, Olympic athletes to uh, amputees. I mean, it'd be, it's amazing our, our range of people that do this workout. And all, all sports, a lot of, a lot of people are just really overweight, trying to lose weight, um, people suffering with lymphedema and cancer, you name it, they're our customer. So and it's not, it's not, it's really not sports specific. I say it's running base is how it's created. And we do get a lot of runners that love it. And they love the fact that they get their run in, but it's, it's truly for everybody. Wow. So just because I do have a little bit of background with the fitness, I know that the two things that come to mind with any sort of fitness in the water um, is a you've got all the water resistance, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And then it's non impact. Yes, those are the those are probably the biggest benefits of it. Because and you probably know this water is 800 times denser than air. So as you are, you know, whether you're running or doing cross country, you're, you're moving against all of that resistance. So, you know, and, and the faster you do it, the more you kick up that resistance. So it can be depending, I always, it's, it's as hard or as easy as you want to make it. And that's what I love about fluid running. Again, we have Olympic athletes to 90 year olds that have used our product. So that resistance, I mean, while you're doing it, if you're doing it fast, I mean, boy, it makes it extraordinarily challenging, but I say, it's like, you're getting your your cardio run or whatever workout along with your kind of uh, resistance band workout, you know, it's, it's strength training at the same time, but you know, this product right now, and we are coming out with the shallow water, but this is 
as it stands right now, fluid running, it is down the deep water where it's, it's zero impact. Even some people often say, oh, I love that it's low impact. I'm like, no, you're floating. It's zero. There's zero impact. So it can be done with so many different, you know, injuries, whether it's foot, ankle, knee, hip, you know, we have a lot of people with back and spine that, and, and I actually, I had a cervical surgery, I guess about eight years ago. I remember thinking it was the only hour of the day I was not in pain was when I was in the deep water because, you know, I'm float again, floating. So you're, 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 my spine was floating and my discs were floating. They weren't sitting on top of each other because I had a compressed disc and it was amazing. I didn't want to get out. It was the only time it didn't hurt. So we get a lot of people with back, neck, you name it. Um, and so many people that have told us that, you know, it's the only thing they can do. It's the only exercise they can do that doesn't hurt. So it's very rewarding. Before I pressed record, I mentioned that I just come from my seniors exercise class where yeah. I lead these women. And I mean, talk about ideal because I know I'm always coaching them saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. If you've had a hip replacement, if you've got, you know, you can't just do do as much as you can do or do it this yeah. way. Or, you know, if you've had a knee injury, you know, yeah. so you're always trying to give them those other alternatives and yeah. remind them not to work through pain when you're right. 85 years old. Right. Um, so this sounds like, yeah, ideal. Yeah. Now, now the audience is boomers as mm-hmm we become older, we have other issues. And it sounds like this is still ideal. Arthritis, all sorts of heart issues. Um, Talk to those for the, for the non-athlete. Right. And again, honestly, I would say I'm going to go with 70% of our users are not athletes and our demographic is women. 55 plus is, is really who buys this product for the most part. And it's, I say it's, it's, uh, you know, it's mainly, I mean, we get men too, but it's mostly women. And I say it's, it's women who really want to work out. They want to work out, but darn it. If they even go for a long walk, they come back and their knee hurts or the, you know, and, and so this allows them, you know, again, the ability to work out without pain, but we have, I can't even tell you how many people come with, with arthritis and knee pain. And again, you know, a lot of people, they talk about being like bone on bone, right? But when you're in the water, again, I keep using that word floating, but you are. So you don't have anything pushing against each other. Um, you know, we always say with any injury, any ailment, always get clearance from your doctor, of course. But the, what's nice too, I like about fluid running because you're floating and you're never touching, you can modify. I love that too, as a runner or somebody like people sometimes say like, you know, my right knee, you know, hurts so much, you know, and we've had people say, even sometimes it hurts. I'm doing fluid running. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll say you, you're probably kicking out too hard. on like the, you know, the, the forward motion. I'm like really forward, try to focus on pushing forward more with your quad than that kick forward motion, um, things like that. And then I say, the nice thing is you can, you can do full force on one leg and like a more little gentle force on the other leg, if that's the knee that hurts. And what's nice about that, because you're floating, you could never do that on land, right? You couldn't, try to put more force on one. If you did, that's going to mess up everything else because we're all connected. Right. Um, so yeah, heart, of course, always ask for clearance for the doctor, but it's a, it's a really great heart workout because when you're vertical in the deep water, you're, you know, say you're like a tube of toothpaste and everything kind of gets squeezed upward. So you're actually pumping more blood out of your heart per beat, which strengthens your heart. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I do have ulterior motives. My brother will be 75 next month. Yeah. He's been a runner for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And he, I don't know, maybe in the last year has had some sort of a heart issue happening okay. and he, he cannot run in terms of those distances that he used to do and yeah. you know, the speed that he used to do. 
And I, I actually was talking to him just recently and he said, oh yeah, I can't talk right now. I always, we were texting. I said, can't, he said, I can't talk, talk right now. I'm in some, some run. And I went, you're running. And he went yeah. sort of, yeah, I could hear the disgust because he's my brother. I could hear yeah. the disgust in his words going, well, I guess my version of it. Yeah. Okay. But, right. Yeah. 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 So you, not only are you pumping more blood per beat, but your heart rate is slower. So it's kind of, they call it like the, it's like the perfect cardiac efficiency, more blood per beat at a lower heart rate, yet you're working. It's really interesting because, and, and I always have to explain that to the athletes because they'll get in and go, oh my gosh, my heart rate wasn't very high. I'm like, well, you have to understand that you're pumping out more blood and the heart just can't pump it out as fast as when you're running on land. So I, I use this example, when you're running on land, your heart's going boom, 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 boom. Same exertion in the water because all this extra blood is being pumped out per beat. Your heart goes boom boom it just can't it can't pump it out as fast but that's actually that really is like the the best efficiency of your heart and it really strengthens your heart so it's 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 a great cardiac workout but i always always say any heart issues check with your doctor first but yeah yeah and I, you know I, I often clarify that too with, yeah. with my guests of like yeah. this is great information but yeah. you know uh, you aren't a doctor you aren't and you can't give advice anyways without yeah. knowing a person so correct but, right. um okay now you've mentioned if someone's overweight it, it's it's a good modality for for bringing weight down while you also gain muscle which increases yes. your metabolism etc so really great and we've had i mean i've got some i have a success story well several we've had people lost i've, I've heard from 50 to 175 pounds doing fluid running. And, the, and I'll tell you why, especially for people that are really overweight, this is why it's so wonderful. Number one, obviously, if you have a, a lot of extra weight on your body, then you got a lot extra weight on your joints, right? So number one, none of that, you're, you're all, we're all kind of weightless in the water, which is wonderful. Number two, people that are overweight sometimes tend to overheat even more. But I say in the water, you know, water temperatures generally 82, even if it's 84, that's 14 degrees below your body temperature. So it keeps your body nice and cool. You don't overheat. There's no, you know, it's chafing. It's, 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 and the big plus is if running in water burns 40% more calories than running on land, which is crazy because you think of running on land as the ultimate weight loss cardio, right? But again, because you're running in the water, which is 800 times denser than air, you're working harder. You're using muscles that you don't use running on land. And I keep referring to running. And again, you don't have to be a runner. Most of our runners aren't, but it's, it's kind of just a good um, to understand how great it is. You know, you're using the same, the way we teach it, it's the same biomechanical motion as if you were running on land. So your legs get a running workout, even if you're not a runner, you get the cardio workout, right? Um, you also get though, um, and this is why it burns more calories, you know, the, the, all that extra resistance, but you get an arm workout, you know, the water hits you above your shoulder. So as your legs are going back and forth, but your arms are also swinging back and forth. So I often say when you're running on land, your arms are just swinging through air. They're not doing anything, but in, in the water, they are, they're actually getting, you're getting, I mean, I've seen, I've had people talking about how, you know, their husbands have commented on how toned their arms look from doing fluid running, but your core also to stay in that upright position, you've got that flotation belt around your waist. It requires all of your core to be stabilized. Your, your, your abs have got to be tight. I always say, pull your shoulders back and your, like your shoulder blades together back and down to all of your upper body core muscles, or they're all, they're all firing. You know, I always say, sometimes we have live classes. I'll say everyone, I just want you to completely like relax. Like if you just relax, you'd like flop forward, right? So to stay upright in the water like that, 
all of those core muscles are engaged. Your arms are working, your legs are working. So it's, it's your whole body. So it burns, I say it burns 40% more calories than if you're running on land, you would have to be working at kind of the same intensity. And a lot of people, again, aren't runners. They don't know what that is. I always say, if you're running on land, call it a 70 to 75% effort level. You know, if I would say zero is lying on the couch and 10 is being chased <laughs> by a cheetah, you know, that seven number where you're working. So I always say like that feeling of like, okay, I'm working. You should be maybe a little bit breathy, but you know, it's a pace. I always say it's a pace you could stay at for a long time, but you're still glad when I say, okay, jog it out, take a breath, you know, take a break. So that's kind of the, the cues for helping people kind of understand. So you're not going to burn 40% more calories if you're, if you're just kind of, you know, floating there or strolling along. If you're, if you're working at say that 70% effort level, you burn even more calories. So it's, it's, people talk about how they're starving after fluid running because it burns so many calories. Well, you keep on emphasizing too that you don't need to be a runner, but I mean, on every able body to body out there, where are the large muscle groups? It's the legs. The legs. And as you said at the very beginning, this running, walking motion is such a natural for the human body. Yeah. A lot of glute work. But like, and we do like, you know, when you're running and we're doing that cross country Nordic, a lot of glute and and quad and yeah. Yeah. So good. And then the other thing, just that you you said something about chafing for, you know, for heavier overweight people is the other part of that is if you're doing something on land as women, if you are overweight, chances are you have large breasts and the girls float. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And this is something else. And I have heard this from people that are body conscious. Granted, you're in a bathing suit and that for some people makes them uncomfortable even, but once you're in the water, you're exercising and no one can see what you're doing. Nobody sees your body. There's no mirror, you know, in the, in the, you know, cycle studio where everyone can see every, you know, so that's, that's kind of a nice thing to have for people. They like that. Nobody can actually see, yeah. see them, which is nice. Yeah. It is totally unrelated, but, um, a number of years ago, there's a local pool that whenever the older women had their morning swim, they would close all the curtains from the viewing area. Yeah. Yeah. So it was lovely. You know, they could yeah. go out there and everything that sags or droops, right, right. Whatever, bounces, cares. whatever, yeah. jiggles. <laughs> okay. No, it doesn't so, matter, but we're all self-conscious, right? Yeah. Yeah. We really, and it doesn't seem to go away with age, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> oh dear. Now on your website, I also saw tether. What is that? Yeah. So that's part of the system. So the system, again, is, you know, you get the link to the instructions, then you get all the instructions on how to download your app to the workouts. It comes with four workouts, the basic system, but then it also comes with the tether. I would say the tether is not necessary, but dang, people love that stinking tether. So the tether, I think of it like a little bungee cord. Um, It's about hmm, maybe six feet, five feet. And how it works is it it slips behind, your flotation belt has a black strap um, that buckles. And you slip it behind that, um, the belt in, in between the belt and the, in the black strap. And then people will either affix it to a lane line if they're in a lane lined pool. And what's, what's, what is really nice about that is you can take that tether behind you and almost from the picture, like a, a wide V behind you and, and have yourself pulled almost up to the lane line. You don't take up any move. We don't move when we fluid run. So you can share the lane line with a swimmer, which is really nice. Just, you just, you don't take up much space. You're not, you're just sitting in one place. Right. Yeah. Um, People with private pools, they like it. They'll often uh, affix it to a ladder or a flagpole or something like that. And what is nice about it is we train you to not move uh, by using equal resistance front and back. Like you're using equal force on the front and the back swing of your leg and the front and the back swing of your arm and you're engaging your core and you're upright. You shouldn't move. You don't, you know, 
people that have done it for a while are very good at not moving. But the funny thing is the second you close your eyes, like I will travel the second I close my eyes. So sometimes it's nice that tether, you can just close your eyes. If you want to just visualize you're running outside or just get in the moment uh, and you don't go anywhere. So, and actually when we run group classes here in Chicago and everyone is tethered. So picture, we do it in lane line pools, say call picture four lanes and everyone is tethered in their little spot. And that way you just don't have to worry about moving because here's the other thing. You can be really good at not moving, but if there's a jet, like a water jet, that's creating a current, right? Or somebody's swimming butterfly in the lane next to you, and, you know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to move. So it, it helps to keep you in place. I always encourage people to try, at least try it without the tether and see if you can stay in place. Cause that means you're doing a really good job of equal symmetry of your muscles, how you're using them. You're using your core and you're upright. Um, but so the tether is, is optional, but people like it. They like to be able to tether themselves to something. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that because I've seen the tethers that hook up to harnesses for, for actual swimmers who train in small places. Yes. So they, they've got it. Basically that's their resistance because yeah. they, then they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So they're working. And we, it, it is kind of fun. You can play with it too. Like sometimes if you want to run and, 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 you know, and pull on that tether and create even more of a challenge, like sometimes in our group classes, I heard everyone try to run towards me and imagine you got, you're running with a parachute behind you. We do things like that. Or we'll, in class we'll do hill work where they lean forward and the tether holds them in place. So it can come in handy, but it's not necessary. Wow. I did, I, I did fluid running this morning in a, in a diving well at my local pool. And, you know, I, I generally don't tether when I do my workouts. Yeah. Okay. So summer's coming. Yeah. Can this be done like in a lake if somebody wanted to? Yeah. Oh yeah. We've got people do it in oceans, lakes, rivers. As a matter of fact, it's so funny over the winter. Well, as a, as the weather starts getting colder, we have a private Facebook group and we have so many people that buy wetsuits to continue to do it in, in, and do it in, in lakes and things like that in, in wetsuits. Funny. It's like, you know, when the weather gets cold, but it can be done anywhere. The headphones, hmm, not sure how they do in salt water. I think I'd have to check that, but um, certainly yeah. in lakes. Now, how about, I understand there's a different buoyancy in salt water. Does that affect? Yeah. You? Yeah. You can almost do it without, I've, I've, I've toyed with that. We almost don't need the belt because of the buoyancy of it. Anytime I'm in salt water, I'll just goof around and I'll just start running. You know, when I get a little bit deeper and I'm like, Oh, you don't need a belt. So <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You would just need to be able to hear, you know, so for example, if you had a boat <laughs> uh, with a Bluetooth speaker, say you could put the Bluetooth speaker at the the bow of the boat and hit play and you could hop in the water and do the workout. All sorts of alternatives. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Perhaps the the basic question I maybe should have asked at the very beginning, do you need to know how to swim? Okay. So I always have to be very careful how I answer that question. You do, you don't need to be a runner or a swimmer. Now when I say swimmer, meaning somebody that you don't need to be somebody that can hop in the pool and swim 60 lengths. It is done in the deep water. So we don't ever want somebody going into the deep water that is incapable of, of, you know, if something happened, if the belt got loose and couldn't make it to the side of the pool. So a clarification on that, you don't need to be a swimmer. This is not a swimming workout, but we don't want people in the deep water that are, are, are frightened by the deep water that wouldn't be able to get to the side if something happened, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, or certainly if always be where it's lifeguarded or with somebody or something like that, if you're someone that's not comfortable in the deep water, but we have to be careful how we word that because people think they'll say, oh, I'm not a swimmer. I'm like, well, you don't have to be a swimmer, quote unquote swimmer. You don't have to be a lap swimmer to do this. There's no swimming involved. It's, you know, people will often say, oh, I'll have people say, how's your swim 
company doing? I'm like, it's not swimming. You know, the only thing that's similar is that it's done in the water, but you know, where swimming obviously is horizontal, right? Uh, And that's more of an arm workout. This is vertical and it's really more of a leg workout. So I guess it's the old story. If you fall off the dock into deep water, can you save yourself? Exactly. That's how we, (laughs) we want to make sure that anyone that's in the deep water is is capable of that. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked a lot about just um, recuperation, that sort of thing. For an an athlete, like an actual athlete, most of our audience are not athletes, but for an actual athlete, then this is like a really good alternative to whatever they're doing. It's, I, I, I still, I literally don't understand why or addition. they're me. all not doing it because there are studies, there were so many studies done in the nineties. I wish I could get a fresh one out there, but they kind of tested it out. So it's hard to get someone to, you know, pay for it and do a study when they already proved it out. They, they did a couple of studies, but one in particular, I often refer to and it's on our website that they took in a group of, it was six elite male runners, 12 of them. And, and six of them they put in the water and they did the same workouts as the land group. Um, so they did the same distance and the same heart rate and all this kind of stuff. And so for six weeks later, at the end of it, they did all, you know, the pre-test and they did the test at the end. And the elite males that were in the water the whole time lost no- nothing, meaning they did VO2 max testing. They did run speed. They did a two mile run speed land test. Didn't lose a thing. So it actually shows that you can go six weeks, right? So it shows that it's, it has the ability to keep you in peak physical shape. So why a runner wouldn't, you know, replicate one or two or take one or two days off of land and do it in the water so to save the, you know, the wear and tear and the overuse. I mean, most of the injuries that, that athletes get are overuse injuries, right? Not only that, but when you're in the deep water and you're working out, I kind of mentioned this, it actually has a healing effect. So you know, a runner, an elite runner, for example, who just did their crazy track workout the day before, why they're not all hopping in the water for the workout the next day to not only flush out all the lactic acid and the toxins and the soreness and the inflammation, but also, you know, get their next day run in all at the same time without the wear and tear. So there are some well-known coaches that are known for, you know, having the runners do up to 30% of their their, their runs in the water. Um, I would say it's the smart ones. I really, I, having seen so many success stories, um, we just had a woman who ran the Boston marathon. She ran, the Boston was uh, deferred because of COVID, but so they ran it in the fall and then they did it again in the normal time, which just happened in April. But last fall she was injured and she's actually one of our fluid running instructors, but she's, she's a very good runner. She logged all of her training for 18 weeks. Uh, 18 weeks is a fairly typical training cycle. And in 18 weeks, she averaged three miles a week on land. The rest she did fluid running. And she was only off her best time ever at Boston by, by one minute. And then again, she just ran it in April and she wasn't, she still, she wasn't injured, but she still decided to do most of it in the water. She averaged eight miles a week on land. Now, mind you, a normal training plan has you running anywhere from 30 to 50 a week. And she did eight miles a week and she got her best time, her PR, as, as runners call it, by 10 minutes at Boston, which is a very hilly course, by the way. So she got took 10 minutes off her best time at the Boston Marathon, only running eight miles a week. The rest was in the water. It's 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 like magical. I, I, I truly don't understand why more, especially athletes, aren't doing it because it's a way to you know, reduce injury, you know, again, flush all that information. And, and, but, but it's also all that extra strength work you get while you're in the water, great hip flexor work, great core arms. 
Uh, I mean, it's great for everyone, but really the athletes should be doing it more for sure. Last fall, I interviewed a, a woman who she's a senior athlete and she came to running sort of later in, in her life. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking this would make her even, and she's always got medals around her neck as yeah. she is. So I'm just yeah. thinking I'm going to have to send her this, uh, yeah. this episode and she'll be even more fit, fast and fabulous. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have her go to the, our website. There's a, there's a tab that says, who's it for? And then have her go to the athlete tab. And there's all sorts of successory. We highlight a woman who did fluid running when she was recovering from her injuries. And she ended up going to the, she made the finals of the Olympic trials last year in the I believe it was the 5,000. So, yeah. And I guess, you know, you look at the para athletes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just had a guy post on his Instagram account who recently lost uh, his leg from the knee down and got his blade. And he, he, he started fluid running when he was suffering from lymphedema and then eventually had to have his leg amputated. And he posted how his blade broke. And the only thing he was able to do was fluid running. And he was so excited that he was still able to do it and posted that he just did his first triathlon. And that, I was so excited. That was the first, uh, you know, amputee that, that we knew of that was um, sharing about how it helped him, wow. which was yeah. wonderful. Chief, you're going to be queen of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay, I was on your... a lot more people. Yeah, well, that's that's the important part. I was on your website. I was listening to some of the videos and stuff. You were talking about cadence and intensity, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping you'll address those. And then mm-hmm. you talked about percentages. Now, how do you measure percentage? Yeah, right. So a couple of things. So cadence, that is, that is definitely a runner term, but cadence is basically the speed with which kind of you're turning your legs over. So I often will count, I'll say like, find your cadence, meaning like how fast are you moving your legs? And then that'll kind of help you figure out what intensity you're, you're working at. So sometimes I'll be like, so example, your foot's going back and forth. I'll say like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, that's your cadence. Okay. And then if we're sprinting, all right, we're picking it up. We're going to go to a 90% effort ready. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. So that's what cadence is. It's the speed with which you're turning your feet over. Um, and intensity is kind of the same thing. You know, the, the cadence is more like a, kind of like a metronome, meaning like boom, boom, boom. That's the, the, this, the beat, if you will, of your turn, turning your feet over. You know, where intensity, again, I always, I, that's my line, zero is lying on a couch, 10 is being chased by a cheetah. So we'll always say, you know, we'll start warming up at a five or a six, and then we want you to get to that seven and a half to eight where you're, you're working, and that's going to put you in your aerobic zone. We go to that 100% for very short sprints, you know, all out intensity, uh, effort level of 100%. I, I highly encourage, especially the athletes, but really it's funny to watch how many more and more people, women, uh, I see wearing their heart rate monitors because that's the best indicator of your intensity, right? So, but a lot of people don't wear them. So you can just go by exertion effort, you know, kind of like the talk test. So sometimes they'll say well, when I'm teaching a class, like, you know, I'm running and when I go running with my friends, we talk, but you know, I kind of talk like that. So, right, so if you can, you know, sing happy birthday or whatever, you know, say the pledgedly, whatever it is, then you're probably not in your aerobic zone. So sometimes that breathiness is a good example. Like, am I in my aerobic zone? Am I working hard enough that I'm, I'm kind of breathy while I'm doing my workout. So that gives you, it gives you some idea of, of intensity. And again, heart rate is the best where, you know, if you know what your standard way to determine your max heart rate is 220 minus your age. And then you would take percentages of that, like, you know, 60% or 70% or 80% 
Um, and then that's where heart rate monitors are nice. You could kind of just glance at your watch. And like, you know, for me, I always try to stay above 130 is my number. I just try to stay above that. And interesting part of that heart rate is that your, your heart rate, because as I was explaining, your heart pumps out more blood slower, your heart rate is going to look lower in the water. So you actually have to add 10 to 15 beats to whatever number you're seeing. So bring for example, if I looked at my watch and I see 130, I know my heart rate is actually more like 140. That's how I would, I know I'm actually more like a 140 and we'll do heart rate checks during our classes where I'll say, okay, we'll finish a set, like a sprint set and say, okay, everyone find their heart rate, start counting now. And then we'll count for just six seconds. And then, you know, so you get that number. So in, in six seconds, let's say you get a, a 12. I'll say, okay, add a zero plus 10. So if you're, if you got 12, it's actually 130. And then in the higher zones, you add 15 beats. So let's say you got a 150, you actually add 15 beats and it's 165. And we have to do those heart rate checks very quickly because that hydrostatic pressure, because that water is pushing that blood up to your heart for you, if you will, your heart rate drops really quickly, which is really great. It's also another great benefit, again, especially with the athletes, how quickly your heart rate will come down because the water pushes the blood up to your heart for you. Normally, you know, an athlete runs a really hard, you know, track set or something and they're dying, you know, trying to catch the breath and everything because, you know, the blood is all into the extremities, right? And they're trying to get that blood back up to their heart. Well, in the water, it like, it pushes it up for you and heart rates plummet in like one minute, you'll go from 150 down to, you know, whatever, 110, uh, which is great, you know, very quick recovery. So when we do our workouts, our, our rests tend to be relatively short because heart rates drop so quickly during the rest time. It's kind of fascinating. There's so much the physiological yeah, yeah. Um, things that are happening in the deep water is really cool. You actually, I always tell people, go to the bathroom before you do a deep water running class, because that's actually physiological effect is I think it's called hydrodiuresis or something like that, but it actually makes you excrete more urine. And then you, you actually do have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so we actually, in our classes, I put a break in the middle of our live classes so that mainly so people can get to the side of the pool to get their water bottle, right? In a typical fitness class, you can often have your water close by, but I will say there's usually two or three people that hop out. They have to go to the bathroom and then they come back. So so we always remind people, make sure you hydrate really well, because not only are you sweating, you don't feel it. I said, any perspiration, perspiration you're feeling on your face is actually happening all over your body. You just can't feel it because the water just kind of whisks it away. And then, that, and then you get that diuretic effect. So we always encourage people to make sure they drink, you know, before, during and after class. I keep on defaulting to athletics because I sort of have this little That's okay. secret, I mean, secret that's- passion, but just to bring it even back to anything that boomer women want to do the non-athlete the it's she's slowed down now she's a grandma whatever yeah um and i gotta be careful because i know some super fit grandmas yeah but is there's probably nothing that she can do on land for more or harder that isn't going to tax part of her system right whereas in the water yeah she can do more harder as time yep. goes by and again i think I think the genius here is the fact that it's, it's non-impact it's an and, impact. and yeah. you're, you've got that flotation yeah. plus the resistance. Yeah. yeah. And we've gotten some, we've had some really exciting stories too of older people who have gone on to run like their first 5k, but they did a lot of it in the water where they got strong. They got the cardiovascular. They had, they did some running on land too, but they say if it weren't for fluid running, they never would have made it because their body couldn't have handled all of the whatever it was, even three days a week of, of pounding, getting ready for even a 5k. So, you know, we've had some, I think we've had some grandmas out there that have 
run a land race after, you know, doing a lot of it in the water to get themselves strong enough. So now your recordings, your, your training recordings, mm-hmm. you or somebody, one of your coaches is mm-hmm. talking through that, are they? Constantly, because it's audio. I mean, there's, there's music in the background. Yeah. So I'll give you an example, like a, a set would be, and I, I've done, I had done most of them, and now we're bringing in new coaches, which is really exciting instructors. But I'd be like, okay, fluid runners, this is Jennifer. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to get ready. All right, let's just get that perfect fluid running form. Let's get that T position, arms to the side. Okay, let's take it to a run. All right, runners. And I always refer to everyone as runners, and I hear everyone loves it. Who doesn't want to be called a runner? Okay, runners, in five seconds, we're going to take it to a 30 second sprint this one is at 100 percent effort if you can in three two one okay running okay you know okay one two one two one two one two hold on to your form head high chin in shoulders back you got it you got it three two one jog it out catch your breath okay next set we're taking it to long stride cross country remember that's that long stride arms are long straight by your side hands in a gentle fist micro bend in the elbow feet are flexed scissors swing with those legs three two one open it up big stride cross country give that glute a squeeze on the pull back shoulders back you know so the whole workouts are like there's music playing but it's your coach cueing you on time on form on intensity muscle groups things like that okay I gotta tell our listeners because they can't see you (laughs) Jennifer was not reading that this is part of being an instructor is just or a coach whatever you know what you're doing you know the the, the format so that's great just a personal anecdote is I was never a runner. I would train till the cows came home. I get out running and I was so bored that, and that was the reason for my question is you're talking yeah. through because I was so bored that I, I would even think, oh, maybe I should just go home and do the ironing. And it's yeah. like, who <laughs> yeah. wants to do the ironing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was so bored. Whereas yeah. to have someone talking in your ear, with maybe a bit of background music. Yeah. Um, you know, when my brother came to visit, I'd run with him no problem at all because yeah. I had someone to talk to. Talk to, right. Well, so anyone that actually knows of aqua jogging, they will say it is, it's worse than watching paint dry or it's worse than the treadmill. But that's what makes fluid running so special is, and we've got all these different coaches. We've got all these different kinds of like, we have one, which is a guided, a guided 10 K run, right? So we say, all right, I say, okay, runners, we're getting ready. We'll come to the start line. We're going at a nine minute mile. So meaning every nine minutes, we're going to call out a mile. Clearly some people are going to be running faster. Some are going to be running slower, but we're going with a nine minute mile. So we'll be like, all right, runners, you're okay. You're coming. All right. See that woman in the pink shirt. We're going to pass her. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You got it. You got a good job. Okay. See that. You see that big number two, you see that number two coming up at a three, two, one, Woo! you just crossed mile number two. I'm going to give you a quote to motivate you for mile number three, you know, and then they'll throw out a quote. Say something like, you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing, everyone would do it. And then, and then just, okay, you got a headwind coming and, you know, person's holding up this sign and meanwhile, music's playing. So even a 10 K where you're just running the whole time, the coach is cheering you on, giving you quotes, telling you things to do, things to keep you motivated. So I, I just want to order your audios just to okay. <laughs> well, this is so funny. I was again in this private Facebook group, we have people now that will put my men for fluid running on and they'll do like they're elliptical to it. Or so, and then, so just when I say, pick it up, or so, they, they just said they love having me in their ear. I mean, me, because I've done, I had done the majority of the workouts at this point. Now we have new ones, but uh, we've had people say, can you create these for just land running to your point to have someone in your ear coaching you along and, you know, keeping you motivated and don't pull back now. Not yet. Not yet. you got 20 more seconds. Hang in there with me. You've got it. I'm right here with you. Just finish strong, finish strong. You know, those kind of things that 
that do help to keep you motivated. Oh, that's great. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take it over to the other extreme now. Is there anybody who shouldn't do fluid running? Um, Is there anyone that shouldn't do fluid running? Gosh, we've had so many different so many different ailments and injuries. Um, so nothing know, again, that comes quickly to mind. That's yeah. yeah. Um, you know, probably somebody with a, a severe heart condition, I would say probably shouldn't be doing fluid running. So clearance with anything, but um, probably a, a severe heart condition. I would probably have them want to talk to their doctor first. So like that fellow I met one time who would always walk away and go, <laughs> He's yeah. holding his chest. Yeah. And he'd had open heart surgery just literally yeah. a few days before. Right, right, so, right. And I guess that's the other thing is any open wounds. Yeah, open wounds, always right. Anything, post-sur- <laughs> anything post-surgical, open wounds, yeah. we always say, yeah. things like yeah. that. Okay, so. no, that's good. Okay, what haven't we talked about that you think boomers, like keep it, keep it with boomers here, that boomers should know or think about if they're thinking that this sounds very interesting? Um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many benefits, other benefits, just to, you know, keep in mind why it's such a great workup, you know, again, cardiovascular, we talked about the strength, it's great for your, you know, your posture, you know, we tend to kind of punch over more as we get older, but it's great for posture, it's great for strength, it's great for mental health. And I say that because all exercise is good for mental health, we know that the endorphins, but you know, you said you taught water, but there's something about being water. There are, they've done these studies that there's a, there's a happiness, feel good thing that happens in the water that just that like that. I think it reminds us of being kids a little bit in the water. We were in the womb, born in water. So there's like a feel good thing. So it's really good for your mental health, um, you know, lowering blood pressure. And then the, the other thing I think is a really great benefit, especially for boomers and seniors is the safety of it. You know, there's no falling risk. There's no, you know, the, the, the water, the temperature is always kind of the same. You're not worrying about going out in the freezing cold or overheating in the heat. It's very, it's very safe when you're in the water. Again, I keep using that word floating. You got a belt around your waist, you're floating in the water, you're completely supported. So it's a, it's a great safe workout. You don't have to worry about, you know, in darkness or weather conditions, tripping, falling, losing your balance, any of those kinds of things. And even, I mean, I'm going to throw in even the germy part, which we're all kind of aware of with uh, COVID and things like that. You know, if you're in a pool, it's chlorinated and, and, and safe. And I know that's a big concern. And it's true. And there's studies that show that, you know, even the COVID virus is, is killed within seconds of being exposed to chlorine. So that's another bonus. It's, yeah. it's safe in that regard too. Well, and as a grandmother, I will add that, you know, one of the biggest upsetting things that happen in a grandma's life is the fact that she has become too weak to lift a grandchild, you know, and you were talking about like the arms and the backs and stuff like that, as well as the legs. It's just, you know, to to be able to still pick up a little baby and cuddle. I I think the older we get, the more we care about just some of those like really basic things, right? Like unload your groceries and be able to pick up your grandchildren and, you know, go for a walk or whatever the case is. And this is, I mean, this is an all over body, complete strengthening body workout. Um, I've had people, I mean, even my husband told me that when I first started, he said how much my posture improved, you know, an hour of upright shoulders back, you know, my cues are head high, chin in shoulders back, belly to spine, like a cue all the time. But when you are holding that locked position, man, you are just strengthening that body and and strengthening all the muscles that support your spine and, and keep you strong and upright and, and healthy. And yeah, allow you to do all those really basic functional things we need to do in life that keep us happy. 
Well, and as the senior instru- fitness instructor, I get them into the position, the alignments and everything. And then I go, deportment, ladies, deportment. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we all grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Put the book it. on your head. Right, right. Yes. So, oh, dear. Okay. So your website is pretty much one-stop shopping. Uh, yes. What do people find there? Yeah. So it's fluid running, you know, fluidrunning.com. So in terms of products, what you can buy on fluid running, you can buy the full system. And that's the one we kind of discussed that comes with the instructional videos that comes with the um, flotation belt, Bluetooth, waterproof headphones, the tether we talked about. And then that comes with four workouts. We've had people that said, I already have a belt, or I'm going to listen to it on my Bluetooth speaker, or I have a headphone. So then we have what's called the digital only. Um, and then, so that's just the instructional videos and the workouts. Okay. Um, and then in terms of you could, if someone just wanted for some reason, just a belt, we sell a belt that's under components or we sell headphones. And I do want to mention, or hope to have had it out by now, but in about, I'm going to say, I'm going to say with two weeks, in two weeks, <laughs> what is the date here? June 8th. This one uh, we're, gonna have, for a while. <laughs> we're gonna have a shallow water program coming out which i know oh. is gonna be a, a lot of especially seniors and boobers are gonna like that idea there are people that even if they are capable of being in the deep water they don't like it sometimes they don't like to get their hair wet or they don't have access and which is really the main reason we we created is so many people reach out to say my i only have my pool only goes to five feet four feet so um excited to be coming out with that so it's gonna be a shallow water program same thing the workouts are going to be coached by me and the other instructors. And that's going to say things like, all right, we're running, take it to high knees for 15 seconds, high knees, high knees, high knees. Okay. Now we're going to take it to cross country. And so it's a lot of the same motions that we did in the deep water translated to shallow, but the same format with the coaching, the music, we use a little more of the side of the pool to do some strengthening things like, you know, tricep dips and pushups and, and, uh, flutter kicking from the wall. So that's coming too. that. So, um, hopefully in a couple of weeks, hopefully by the end of June, 2022. <laughs> this year, we'll have our shallow water program also available. Excited oh, about that. Okay. And seeing as how you obviously know every one of your workouts off by heart, yeah. <laughs> which, which one do you recommend for a beginner? Well, for the beginner, I would definitely say that, I mean, it, it, it comes with a package and the one is the introductory is the, is the first one, but then some, there's two others that are in that. And I still have people saying, I really want uh, more of an introductory workout. Under the website, you'll see workouts and they're all listed. I think there's, there's over 20 workouts now. All the ones that are a number one, meaning that's like more of a, a, a beginner, if you will, easier, and then two and three. So there's one that's called um, like one for the road. That's a nice kind of easy, easy first one. If you wanted to do the introductory and not jump to the other two, and I believe those are level two workouts that are part of the package you get, all the ones that are labeled one are, are an easier workout. Like one for the road is a nice a good one to start with after the introductory workout, because that's the one where all the very heavy reminders and cueing from the video are in that workout. Okay. And you ship internationally? We do. We ship uh, UK all through the EU, Australia, and Canada right now. And we continue to expand, but right now we do ship to all of those places. Okay. And the website again is? www.fluidrunning.com. Dot com and then on Instagram at fluid running, Facebook at fluid running, and Twitter at fluid running. Okay. And then any okay. questions, info at fluidrunning.com. We always respond within 24 hours if somebody had a question. Good. Okay. Yeah. I always put links in the show notes. So okay. uh, that, that, those will be there. That's okay. great. 
Listeners, if you have comments on today's show, please talk to us. If you're listening at twoboomerwomen.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and leave comments there. We can be found at Apple or Stitcher and now on Samsung Free. That's something new. Most places a person will listen to podcasts where they are. Feel free to leave comments and leave stars and reviews. They help us grow. Before you go, hit the subscribe or follow button and you'll be notified about future interviews with more of my great guests. And share this episode with a few friends who might benefit from fluid running. Um, We didn't talk about that, Jennifer. Um, If a few people, you mentioned groups, if a few Mm -hmm. people did want to do this together, as long as they have their own system, they can go together and party in the pool. Yes, and we do have people that enjoy doing it together. Yep, absolutely. There you go, party in the pool. There we go. So it's still a social workout. If you want to be a guest on podcast or know someone who would be a great guest, there's an application form at the website too. Jennifer Conroy, thank you so much for being my guest today. I was really curious. I was enthusiastic. And this is just so, so cool. This is great. Thank you for having me. It's fun that you kind of have the the aquatic background so you can relate to to what I do. Boomer fitness will never be the same. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Have a great rest of week. Thank you. You too.